Good morning, Renewal. Welcome to the second Sunday of Advent. Our theme for this week of Advent is the theme of peace, and we will be continuing uh, talking about this season of the year and the Advent uh, season, and continuing on with another passage from the book of Isaiah today, similar to last week's message that was found out of Isaiah as well. Now, we talked last week about how the prophet Isaiah ministered during the decline of the Israelite kingdoms and how his messages were filled with uh, warnings of coming judgment and the impending exile of the Jews uh, off to Babylon, uh, but how in the midst of all these warnings, there were also plenty of messages of hope and short words of assurance that God is going to still care for his people and that judgment, even though it's coming, would not last forever. Our text for today is from Isaiah chapter 40. Uh, this is happened, or this part was recorded during a time of history when the northern kingdom of Israel had been carted off by Assyria and Jerusalem had barely survived a siege by the Assyrians. And Isaiah has just delivered word to the king of Judah at the time, King Hezekiah, that his people will soon be taken into captivity by the Babylonians. And that happens a couple of generations later. Anyhow, in the middle of these dark and hopeless circumstances, with the threat of war and being conquered coming on the horizon, Isaiah kind of shifts gears and speaks a word from the Lord that looks forward to more peaceful times. And this shift in gears is recorded in Isaiah chapter 40, and we'll start reading in Isaiah 40, verse 1. The prophet says, Comfort, comfort my people, says your God. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem and proclaim to her that her hard service has been completed and that her sins have been paid for, and that she has received double from the Lord's hand for all of her sins. Essentially, we're opening up with some words of comfort that there's going to be a time when God has, in this period of time, turned you over to the evil of your own ways, but there's a time coming when uh, he's going to relent. He's going to bring you back. This God who's released you over to judgment is going to draw you back from that judgment and into himself. And there will be a signal for that new season. This season will be signaled by, in verse 3, a voice of one calling in the wilderness, prepare the way for the Lord, make straight in the desert a highway for our God. We might ask, who is this verse talking about? And the Gospels reveal that this verse is looking forward to John the Baptist, the one who went before the Messiah and prepared the way for the Lord Jesus. And speaking of this coming of the Messiah, the prophecy continues in verse 4 and says, Every valley will be raised up, every mountain and hill will be made low, and the rough ground shall become level, and the rugged places a plain. I think about this word picture and the idea that each of these very differing landscapes are brought into harmony with one another. We have valleys that are filled in. We have mountains that are leveled down. We have rough ground that is being evened. And I love this picture of of uh, ge geological features being kind of blended together and brought back into unity. I believe it points to the work of Christ, who is bringing all things into unity uh, in himself. And so, essentially, the passage is saying that in the same way that the mountain and valley are leveled with each other, those who are at odds with one another and with God are going to be brought back together in him. And, of course, this points to the concept of biblical peace, where peace is not just the absence of conflict, but biblical peace is tied into this idea of God bringing into unity and into harmony uh, all things with himself. So, those things that are dissonant, 
uh, to the way that God is uh, will be brought back into harmony uh, with him. Uh, those opposing people and forces to God right now that are active in our world will, will be judged and brought back into line with who he is. And so the prophecy continues in verse 5, says, The glory of the Lord will be revealed, and all the people will see it together, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. And you know, right here and throughout many of these prophecies in Isaiah, there are reminders uh, that God is at work, that he is accomplishing and achieving what he set out to do, and that God is so committed to his dreams and his desires for humanity that despite their rebellion, despite their departure from the melody of his song, he is so committed to bringing everything back into harmony with himself, and he is going to do it. He's going to achieve it. You know, our theme for Advent this year has been from the 23rd Psalm, particularly the part where it says, I walk Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. And this is so convenient for me because this prophecy really ties itself into themes from the 23rd Psalm uh, here at this point in verse 9. And so we'll pick up reading again down in verse 9. It says, You who bring good news to Zion, go up on a high mountain. You who bring good news to Jerusalem, lift up your voice with a shout. Lift it up and do not be afraid. Say to the towns of Judah, Hear is your God. The prophecy is uh, shifting. I talked about a, ch- a change in the tone of Isaiah's messages, and for 39 chapters, he's gone on and on proclaiming judgment, and yet here in the 40th chapter, we finally have some good news. And uh, I think, especially in this season of life and in light of the year that we've many of us have lived through, uh, this is a great time to get some good news. I can't think of the last time that we had good news. And so, uh, here he says, Here's, let those who are proclaiming the news go up on the mountains and shout it, uh, go out in the city and shout it. Uh, there's good news coming, let's proclaim it. Verse 10, he says, See, because the sovereign Lord comes with power and he rules with a mighty arm. See, his reward is with him and his recompense accompanies him. And then verse 11, it says, He tends his flock like a shepherd and he gathers the lambs in his arms and he carries them close to his heart. And he gently leads those who have young. Remember, the 23rd Psalm begins saying, The Lord is my shepherd, and continues on saying, Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. And we weave that into this image of of God as a shepherd found in Isaiah chapter 40. And, And we don't fear because God is with us, and he is carrying us in his arms like a lamb. He's carrying us not just in his arms loosely like something to be cast away, but he holds us close to his own heart. And he he gently leads us and gives us guidance, even amongst those that he has given uh, for us to have charge over. And so, uh, we can contrast the warring empires and the judgment of the first 39 chapters of Isaiah with this image of a shepherd found here uh, in the middle of Isaiah chapter 40. And in that, there's a message of comfort for us to, to, despite all of the difficulty that is maybe even coming or that you have endured, uh, there's a message of comfort because the Prince of Peace is coming and he is going to set things right and he is going to, uh, to carry us like a shepherd. You know, this Advent season uh, here at the end of 2020, we have just witnessed one of the most divisive political seasons in, in my memory as a society, we're at war with ourselves over just about everything from pandemics to mask policies to political parties. 
And yet here in it all, it just seems like God, that the story of Christmas is inserted into it and, and even gets the final say over the year 2020. And, and the story of Christmas assures us that it will not always be this way. And the gospel of the kingdom invites us to lay down our own swords and shields and to embrace uh, the rule of the Prince of Peace, to prepare the way for him. And to see him as the leveling and the filling influence in the valleys and the mountains as he brings opposing landscapes and he brings opposing sides into unity. I'm reminded of the beginning of the Apostle Paul's letter to the Colossians where he says of Jesus that, one, that God was pleased to dwell in Christ. All of his fullness was pleased to dwell in Christ. And two, that through Christ, God was choosing to reconcile to himself all things, whether things on heaven or things on earth, he's chose to reconcile to himself all things by making peace through Christ's blood shed on the cross. And so at Christmas time, we just have a reminder that God is reconciling all things in heaven and earth to himself in Jesus Christ. And so we look to Jesus as evidence of God moving, taking that step towards humanity in the manger. And we look to Jesus and the life that he lived and the example that he set for us, showing us what it looks like to live as kingdom people. And then we look to Christ's sacrifice on the cross, seeing him paying the price, doing what it takes to bring all things into peace in himself. And so this Advent season, amidst the battles that are raging all around us, uh, we can confidently look to the Prince of Peace. We can celebrate his coming into our world and we can embrace the peace of Christ that uh, is brought into us by his Holy Spirit. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we thank you that you are revealed in Scripture as the Prince of Peace. We thank you that you are revealed in Scripture as the one who is drawing us together and back into harmony with our Creator. Uh, We believe that the songs you have written in creation and the songs you are singing are uh, the only songs worth singing, And so we ask that you would invite us into the melodies and harmonies of those tunes uh, this coming week as we look forward to your kingdom, as we look forward to Christmas together, and as we just endeavor to live for your kingdom here this Advent season. In Jesus' name, amen. Have a great week and go in peace.